0: And we are live, I believe we are live. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of uh, Film Trooper Presents Film Marketing Fridays. This is the screen you're seeing, and I will stop it so you can see my big fat head. <laughs> I am Scott McMahon, I'm a fellow film trooper, and at filmtrooper.com, um, I try to help filmmakers become entrepreneurs, um, more specifically the uber-independent filmmaker that doesn't have like any connections whatsoever. You're just grabbing the gear you have or your small group of friends or your small crew that you have you're making something you're making a film hopefully you're making a feature film and then putting it online uh, like on something like Vimeo on demand or VHX or Distrofy and you're selling it directly to an audience and you're probably wondering like okay I've done all that but how do I get people to you know come buy it how do I get people to buy my stuff how do I get people to come to um, my site how do I get people to come to my crowdfunding campaign um, and that all falls under the category of marketing, which is why we have these uh, live hangout sessions called Film Marketing Fridays. And today is a special Friday because we're actually doing it for live for our friends on the other side of the world, in Australia, New Zealand, Korea, and so on. And today I have a special uh, filmmaking guest, a uh, friend of mine, Boyon Duhalipik. And why don't you introduce
1: yourself and the project you're working on, Bojan. Boyon, sorry. Oh, it's all good. Hey, how's it going, everyone? So... Boyan Dulaig here. I'm a actor filmmaker from Vancouver, Canada. Um, Scott and I met. Uh, uh, it's been a while, over a year, yeah, yeah. something like that. Uh, we met in Google Plus, uh, one of the uh, <laughs> groups, and we just started chatting, and you know, just uh, just uh, hit it off. So um, yeah, so right now I'm working on my second feature film, which is called Project Eugenics. It's a zombie. Uh, flick and uh, we're done with uh, the production of it so right now we're in in pre-production getting all the you know nitty-gritty stuff happening and uh, yeah so I got my I think you see it right there uh, I yeah. got my Indiegogo campaign running right now so we've got 16 days left and this is uh, primarily to raise money for uh, its music um, and then sound effects and uh, some visual effects and um, you know that kinda of stuff and uh, it's it's going it's going really well so far. Um, we've got this. This was a very ambitious project that um, you know I undertook. It's my most ambitious film project uh, to date. Uh, my last feature, which was a comedy, uh, you know, it was like a Talking Heads kind of movie. Uh, you know, uh, two roommates and stuff they go through. But with this one, I really challenged myself on pretty much all fronts. Uh, Cast-wise, this has over, over 13, 14 people, um, lots of different locations, uh, uh, you know, SWAT gear, uh, all that kind of stuff, uh, visual effects, So, and uh, and I was able to do the entire production, uh, you know, uh, shooting of the film for about $3,000. So <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It's, and we're,
0: yeah. like, we're, we're talking
1: a, about a feature film, right? Yep, three, yeah, Yeah, it's going to be about eighty minutes. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So yeah, yeah, it's um, it it's not you know, it, it, it's not something like you know, I don't want to build my career on making three thousand dollar movies because I think by the fourth one I'll probably end up in a nut house because <laughs> you know it's a lot of work on on my part. However, it, it's possible, and I I think it's a great way to really you know get yourself out there, get your movies out there. Like uh, without ending up in the poorhouse, um, and you know, I think anybody who knows me, who follows me on YouTube and my newsletter knows that I'm a I'm a black magic camera uh, freak, uh, and uh, this whole <laughs> thing was shot on the the pocket camera, which is just I could go on about that thing, and I uh, you know I have uh, for hours. It's it's an incredible thing that really allows you to do these things for you know uh, dirt cheap. Essentially, so it's um, yeah, so that's where we are right now, and I'm I'm very excited. I mean, we've got the trailer, which is on projecteugenics.com, a bunch of photos like you saw, and uh, there's a video of me talking more about it, and it's it's really exciting. I mean, it's uh, you know, of course, I'm a bit biased, but (laughs) I think it looks really good, and uh, I don't think it looks like a three thousand dollar movie, not at all. Um, Again, because of the technology that just is available to us which is amazing
0: yeah so. definitely so um, we have uh, you had sent me some questions uh, in, in I think really specifically geared towards your campaign right now so you're like halfway through your campaign so you're like okay so I've got some questions so let's, we can throw them up and uh, let's see uh, where we go what rabbit hole we go down so I'm going to go ahead and go over the screen share again real quick and, and uh, everybody can see that so let's go to your first question uh, you sent me, which was, what's the best way to contact blogs and media outlets to get possible promotion? And it and I understand this is because you're like, okay, I got my campaign, so how do I contact the media to help promote the word that I've got this campaign out there? So let's just we'll we'll take this as um, step by step as I can think of here. Uh, you have a result. You want a result out of this action, which is you need something. You want something. And what you want is you need more uh, exposure and more uh, me- bloggers and media to talk about your particular campaign. Am I correct in, in understanding that's what your result you want? hmm Yeah. Yeah, okay, good. All right, so let's... Okay, whoops. I just suddenly made click happy here. Okay, so let's imagine you're at a party, right? <laughs> so you're at a party, everybody's at a party. So how do people react at a party? And so you're at a party, um, and you want to get to know somebody. Well, first of all, do you know the person? That always helps because it cuts to the you know the crap, and you already know the guy, like you're or the girl, and you're at this party, and it's uh, it's a mutual understanding that you're friends, uh, or at least um, know enough about each other at a work party or something. Um, do you know someone who can make an introduction? So obviously if you're at a party, you're hopefully you know people. It's re- it's hard when you just go to an event and you don't know anybody. So how do you just strike up a cold conversation to get to know somebody? And then in calling all the single ladies, you know, if it's completely cold approach, if you if, how do you approach somebody unannounced and but still get what you want? So let's just think about this that we're at this party. You know, one, you have to ask yourself, do I know any bloggers? Two, do I know someone who can make an introduction to a blogger or a press person? Or three, I don't know anybody. So how do I approach somebody unannounced but still get the result which is I need something, I want something? Well, you must have something they want because it's a sort of human nature. And so let's break down that basic human nature. Let's go and look at what are the basic needs and wants of human beings. Um, The human development model, this is created by a a Chilean um, environmentalist and economist. So he broke down this um, human development model saying that all humans have this basic needs and wants, and they are substance, which is the health, their health, which is protection. You know, they don't, you know, (laughs) that's one of the main things is they they want the uh, protection to live. They want affection, love. They need to feel like not alone. Um, Understanding, every human person wants to be understood. Um, Participation, you know, nobody wants, again, being alone and being lonely are two different things, and nobody wants to be lonely, which is why participation is so crucial. And then there's leisure, the the freedom to have this time to unwind and the and ex- explore at your leisure. That's something very uh, important for human development in societies. And then creation. You know, um, people, those people even that are not, they don't think they're any ounce of have any ounce of creativity. They still need some sort of outlet to create. Whether it's cooking, you know, baking. Whether it's, you know you know, banging on the guitar or whatever it might be, or or anything like that to feel like they made something. Maybe they, you know, build a, a, a rocking chair or something. Um, identity. You know what? You're going through this whole world. Everybody just wants to feel like they're worth something, and there's, there's value and worth, so identity kind of falls into that category. And then the freedom. Nobody wants to feel oppressed. So those are the basic needs and wants of humans. And why this is important is to understand um, where everybody comes from first. Like, this is, if, th- if these are the things people want, how can you help give them that stuff? So again, this stuff comes from Manfred Max Neff. Nef. Uh, he's a Ch- uh, Chilean economic, uh, economist and environmentalist. And he created the human development model. And you can find it here at the link, obviously, at Wikipedia. But how does this apply to the bloggers and uh, the press? So, what's the first thing a blogger might want? Is money, right? So, money, <laughs> obviously, for a lot of us uber independent filmmakers, we don't have money to pay advertisements or promotions or pay a blogger to review our product. <clears throat> you know, a lot of people that are doing like uh, blogs on equipment or whatever, um, somebody Phil, famous like Philip Bloom, um, you know, he's just started doing um, blogs about. Uh, camera gear and all that kind of stuff, and then people start sending him companies start sending him equipment to review, you know. So that's mm-hmm. their form of commerce, like money or equipment. So if you have something like that, um, you know, can you offer to these bloggers? If you don't have money, uh, what's the next thing? Well, what what do bloggers want? They want more traffic. They need they need help getting more traffic to their site or their press or, or whatnot. They also need to feel like they're recognized. They want to be understood, and they want to be identified uh, with somebody that has worth and value. Okay, and creativity on their part is maybe in a form of discovery where they discover something uh, that nobody else has and shares that on their platform, and that's a a form of motivation. So it's, it's breaking this down to go, okay, so if I know what they want, then how do I what? How can I give them something? Oh, another thing I forgot. They also probably want time and leisure. Meaning, like they might be so busy as a blogger. Is there anything that you could offer them that will give them time back? That will give them uh, that they can use on their leisure. So you're, you know time is a value commodity. And if there's any way you can help them gain more time back, uh, it might be a lot worth more than money. Okay. Last uh, Film Marketing Friday session, I had Chris Reed, a digital marketer uh, for Red Bull and filmmaker as well, and he talked about the unfair advantage, and everybody in terms of the marketing edge needs to understand what their unfair advantage is and then double down and promote that. Um, Another way of looking at it is we all have to take inventory of our own strengths, so we start with that, make maybe a checklist of like, okay, what do I offer you? And beyond, you can, you know, you can act in your films, you can direct your films, you can edit your films, all these things you can do. So mm-hmm. you go, okay, and and I'm also in Vancouver. And what other things can I do? There might be some he- secret talents we don't know about. So you got to take an inventory of what your strengths are if you don't have money. So then going back to what do bloggers want? Well, we can cross out money. We assume that you don't have money to pay for a promotion. Uh, or you know advertisements and all that kind of stuff, um, but can you ask yourself: Can you help drive more traffic to their websites? So those are the first types of questions you have to ask yourself. Uh, can you provide understanding to this uh, blogger? Can you boost their identity? You know, again, this is tapping into the 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 deepest desires of all human beings, but then you know, really niching it down to bloggers and press. And then, can you make them feel creative in discovering something in your project? So, as long as you understand what those questions are first, it'll help design your um, message in terms of approaching them. Again, we're at a party. We're like, you don't know this person, so um, you don't want to come up to a total stranger and start spamming them. Like, I got this film. You know, promote it, promote it. Like, I don't even know who you are. So, like, but if you can address these questions and these wants and needs, then uh, you're you are filling in uh, the void that they need from you. And um, again, yeah, can you do all the above and make it easy for them to get their time back, um, so they have more leisure? So whatever process it is to help promote your product, if you can help them drive more traffic, uh, if you understand them, if you identify with them, or boost their identity, if you can make them feel creative, um, if all that kind of stuff at the same time you can help them save time, then. You have addressed all these needs and wants that they secretly desire, and they might not know that this is what they want. But what you're telling them, they're like, "Yeah, I definitely could use that." Um, but what can you do right now? So we'll do a part one. What you can do is when you send an email out, or a tweet, or a Facebook message, or whatever it is that you need to do to contact the blogger. Uh, the one thing you can do probably right now. We'll start with like. A letter, you know, so like an email, like, "Hey, dear blogger," after reading your article, whatever article they had, or blog post, I applied what you had to say and totally agree with you on that subject. So right right off the bat, you are acknowledging them for writing something, and then the fact that you applied it tells them like they they had worth. They they're not lonely. There's value to what they did. And then the fact that you agree with them means that they are being understood. So then you say, I've also promoted this article on other blogs and platforms. So now you've shown like value by saying, I liked what you had to say, that I've actually promoted it on you know, these social media platforms or blogs and just saying that you've got a lot out of it. Um, and just give them the kudos. Give them like, the, the thing of, like, hey, keep up the great work. Right here, you haven't done anything other than say, you're awesome. I agree with everything whatever you wrote or you talked about. This is really cool. So what happens is they'll probably come back and say, Well, thank you so much. You know? <laughs> thank you so much. That's awesome. So then you do, now you have a dialogue with this person. So you can go, okay, dear blogger, wow, thank you so much for responding back. It means a lot, right? Because <laughs> they're like, oh. And it says, could I ask a question? In your other article, you mentioned this. And then you and then you say, well, how should a filmmaker like me go about approaching this or whatever the subject might be? So hopefully they have some kind of article that um, ties into um, promoting like your you know crowdfunding campaign. As you can see right here, you've already broke you've broken the ice because you've compliment them and you've you've addressed all these wants and needs that so they have subconsciously. So now the blogger is like. Oh, cool, you're writing back to me. And then by asking them a question, you're not pushing anything. You're pulling information from them, and you're inviting them to um, you know, uh, follow up on an answer to an article, another subject that they had. So now you're having a dialogue. Now you're at a party, and you, you are rolling now. You know, there's no cold thing. They don't even know that you're asking to promote anything. But you've already brought up, like, hey, I've got this question about my own project. What do you recommend I should, how I should approach this? So you're going to get advice. You know, you're going to get feedback, and then uh, the third thing you follow up with is they they'll give you whatever feedback they you know they give you. And they might go off on a huge tangent because they're just so excited to have a conversation with somebody. You know, in the world of of being an online blogger it can be very lonely sometimes, and then you can come back and say, "Oh my gosh, great advice! Thank you so much," and then you say, "Is there anything I can do to help you?" and um, I can do insert all your unfair advantages insert all your things that you do well like I can edit I can shoot whatever so what happens is you don't have money to pay for the promotion but you do have value in terms of your skill set or whatever you uh, chart out as your unfair advantage and or your your stock in your inventory but this in 3 emails you have created a relationship with a blogger. Hopefully, they have you know a big audience that could help you. Um, by the fact that you're ins, inserting like um, all the things that you're good at, um, they might go, "Wow, I never thought about that. I could use help here." But you got to be ready to deliver too, because if you don't, if you don't have money, you the only thing you can do is offer your own value, your own uh, strengths, and then you can just see where the dialogue takes you. Because in this process of meeting with this blogger, um, you know, then you can maybe per, uh, perhaps suggest, like, could I write a three-part, you know, blog series, guest blog for your um, uh, audience that addresses these things that you had talked about, but I can go in further. And the fact that, they, you know, if they are willing to take on guest bloggers and you've already made a nice introduction to yourself, uh, they might be like, Oblige, like obliged to, like sure, let's do it. Um, and what happens in the process of you creating these valuable blogs, like your stuff you did on your Black Magic, you know, camera or you know reviews of how you use that, um, then the audience catches that, and then you inadvertently sort of promote uh, Project Eugenics and send them to the link. You know what I mean? it's that's just basically content marketing you have to po- provide content valuable content to whatever particular audience that blogger has and then you always have some sort of call to action and the call to action is like if you want to know more about me or whatever it is or if you can find more about the project here so it's sort of a soft sell you're throwing it out there but that's one way to get into a bigger audience to say you know come check this out and this is one way to connect with bloggers too it's just a three basic uh, email structure um let me see here so let me stop there before we get too far down uh, see if you had any other follow-up questions I don't know if you had any other follow-up questions about the that the, about your first uh, question
1: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, I mean it makes sense it's it's one of those things um, and I think I think a lot of us have that um, sort of um problem, let's call it, where, you know, you walk in a fine line between, you know, um, promoting your stuff, but at the same time, just being, you know, really in your face and uh, frankly annoying, you know what I mean? Well,
0: that's your, actually, that's your next question, so let's just get into that one then. (laughs)
1: Yeah. I didn't realize it It was a good segue. It It was was a good segue. I planned that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So this is is good. So here you can see that. so what's the, your next question was, okay, what's the best way to promote your campaign on social media, newsletter, et cetera, without driving people nuts? Um, well, the th- first thing is you don't shout, and you ask instead. And that's basically, you, you don't push, you pull. And it's push versus pull marketing. And um, oh, sorry. oh, real quick, I can hear your um, echoing, or me echoing in your thing. Go ahead and put oh. yourself on mute, and then when you're ready to talk, just go unmute it. That's all. Sure, sure. Um, or, actually, or throw your earbuds, earbuds. <laughs> earbuds in. Sorry, so anyway, so the, the difference between push marketing and pull marketing, um, it, the, the short of it is that when you're pushing something, and Seth Godin talks about it as being like interruptive marketing, meaning that... Uh, This is the stuff that television commercials and sometimes you're on a website and these crazy banner ads are flying around in front of you. Uh, Anything that just disrupts your, interrupts your process of of absorbing and taking in the content, the media. Um, So the difference is, is, uh, as Seth Godin talks about, is like permission marketing or it's called pull marketing. Like you're asking, you are pulling the information from your potential customers and audience. So you're not shouting at them anymore, you're asking. So again, don't shout, ask. And so here's, a, here's a, just a simple, I don't know, trying to make this like practical for anybody to use. Try asking a question in all your promotional materials. And so what does that mean is when you feel uncomfortable about your marketing where you feel like you're annoying everybody is because you might inadvertently be feeling like you're pushing and you might be inadvertently feeling like you're shouting out your message as opposed to, trying to start a dialogue, a conversation, by asking and pulling information. So, let's, uh, (laughs) this is a joke, it's not all about the base, it's all about the headlines. I mean, (laughs) that famous song. (laughs) So, it's not about the base, it's about the headlines. So, here's some practical things you might be able to use. So, here's some sample headlines that I try to just tie into, like, um, your, what I can gather, what the concept is for Project Eugenics. So you can start off with a blog post or an article or something that says, 10 fun facts about surviving the zombie apocalypse. Accompli- oh, I can't say apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> so 10 fun facts about surviving the zombie apocalypse. So right there, you're not promoting. Nowhere does it say that you're shouting out, um, you know, donate to my campaign. But nowhere in this headline does it say, I need your help, give me money. But what this does, it invites the right audience to be like, "I love the zombie ac- apocalypse, or whatever it is. What are the fun facts?" So it's just a simple blog post, but you have to craft it, you know, creatively in a way. At the end, there's a call to action saying, "And I'm making a film. Uh, you know, come check it out. Here's a trailer, or whatever it is. You know, this these are what we in the, industry, the blogger industry called clickbait, basically. Um, here's another headline." 14 reasons why everyone gets it wrong about deadly viruses. You know, it's like, so you just have to do your homework. Like, well, what 14 reasons can I get? And you tie it in again. Like, nowhere here are you asking anybody to donate or go. You won't feel uncomfortable about constantly promoting this same headline. You know what I mean? Because what it is, you're generating conversation. You're providing content value to the people that are interested in about zombies and deadly viruses or whatever it might be. Um, why a zombie apocalypse is a good thing for you, you know? <laughs> so it's just a tongue-in-cheek thing. But, like, well, what, kind, what you can already see these headlines. Like, well, I would love to click on these right now. I don't have anything written here. I'm just saying that these are things that make people want to click and read. Stunning photos reminding us why we love zombies. So you can just grab photos from famous movies or real-life, uh, you know, horrific scenarios or things that make people love zombies using photos um, 12 secrets of sur- 12 secrets to survive the zombie apocalypse that no one is telling you those are always a good headline you know like well, what are you talking about no one's telling you well you still have to fulfill that, uh, the promise of this headline and create content that people read through and like oh that's cool it's like really quick 12 point bullet points and at the end you if you can organically uh, tie in your project like and I'm making a a. Zombie apocalypse movie or whatever it might be. Here's my crowdfunding campaign and love your help. You know, mm-hmm. so um, here's another headline you can use: "15 creepy photos that will make you believe in the zombie apocalypse." So right there, once you start developing this dialogue, you're asking or you're you know or you do your best to try to put questions in your headlines in your marketing and promotional material. Uh, you're providing a little bit of um, content. But at the same time, you won't feel guilty, and you're actually excited about push, uh, throwing this, uh, these articles out there for people because you know they're valuable. They're, people are going to get value out of it or get a good fun laugh or, or a quick scroll through photos and stuff like that. So as filmmakers, it's just as creative now because now you know if you wrote a script, that was creative. Now writing creative headlines and writing just really simple uh, blog posts or creating content that, um, that does have value that, that serves the promise of the headline but you just have to figure out a way to organically uh, put your campaign or call to action in at the end or in between. Does it have to be at the end? Maybe it's right in the middle you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. So you can try that out. So with all that said, um, we can go on to the next question real quick. You, um, with all that, it kind of ties in together. Your next question was, well, what are what are good perks to offer? So let's take a look at the perks that you have, um, real quick, over mm-hmm. at um, your project. Uh, let me go over here real quick, switch over to the. Uh, whoops, that's my big head. Hold on. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> so let's take a look at your uh, uh, perks you have to offer. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you've got the standard five dollars. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned on, the, on your blog, filmmakingtoday.com, a $10 uh, perk of, you know, the digital copy of the script. Mm-hmm. And then $25, a digital copy of the film. $50 DVD plus a digital download. And $75, you get t T-shirt download and script, like all the above. And then $100 is tickets to the world premiere. $200, name in the credits. So, you know, you got your standard, um, you know, sort of uh, perks. Now let's, let, now, let's go back to the drawing board on that and saying, like, let's think about the audience um, for any crowdfunding campaign. Let me go back here real quick. All right, so we see this slideshow. So what are good perks? Well, again, let's take inventory of your strengths or whatever your unfair advantage is. So you always, you know, really want to dig deep and, like, what great things can I offer that I don't have money for? Of what I can uh, offer as value exchange. Sample perks: um, one dollar is basically uh, somebody going, oh, what the hell, one buck, you know. <laughs> <laughs> or if you want to do ten dollars, like you're gonna get a digital copy of the film, ten bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, Twenty dollars, you're gonna get a digital copy of the book, uh, the movie. I'm sorry, and I wrote a ebook on the best zombie movies. So basically, it's like maybe like a glorified a blog post, but you've done the job. Of, and value of curating a simple sort of list of zombie movies because now you're in, in alignment meaning that the book isn't something random it's, it actually speaks to the, the world and the subject that you've created for uh, Project Eugenics so here's something because now I'm an audience member I'm going oh 20 bucks. okay yeah I get a copy of the movie but hey I could use a little ebook about the best zombie movies ever made or whatever it might be yeah 20 bucks cool and then um, maybe just jump to $100. You can say look you can get a digital copy of the film, you're going to get the ebook, and then you can get a bunch of making videos to help you make your own zombie film. Instead of like you get behind the scenes making of videos, it's like okay, who cares? But if it's a, if you just change your making of videos to be more specific of like they're going they're designed to help you make your zombie film. So now again, if you look at all this stuff, it starts becoming more about the audience. Like, you're you trying to give them value anyway. The whole point is, like, you're going to make, behind you know, making of videos anyway. You're doing anyway for your blog. You might as well craft it so that it's real specific um, to helping somebody else make their own zombie movie. So $100 is like, okay, cool, you know? That that totally makes sense, you know? I, and you can you can position it in such a way like, look, you spend $250 on a weekend to learn how to make a movie, where $100, you get you know, the ebook, you get the digital copy, plus you get all these video modules to help you make your own zombie film. Um, then just jump to $1,000. You know, like, and in, in one of the assets you, uh, that I can, that you have is, like, I will edit your video of blank, of your babies, of your children, of your whatever it might be. But the whole point is, you know, as, like, maybe a freelancer, you would take a $1,000 editing job, but you just don't have to know what you would be willing to edit. Um, or go bigger. Say five thousand dollars. I will shoot and edit your video of blank. So now you're offering value that somebody can go. You know what? That's cool. I pay. You know, I pay somebody to do that. You know, good. This, this, these last two, you might have to craft a little bit so you can know. What time you can commit, and what the restrictions are, and and when to deliver, you know, and how many perks you give away. Like you said, you're only sh- trying to shoot for five thousand dollars, but if somebody says, "I'll give you the whole five thousand dollars if you will shoot and edit this video of this," and then you know, what I mean, you <laughs> and then you can advertise that out, and you and boom, you've already got your crowdfunding done by one person, you know, or one client. So the difference here. If you look at this list of suggested sample perks, um, it could fit into any movie uh, or any other filmmaker's efforts. Because what you're trying to do is apply um, your talents and your unfair advantage, and your, your take stock in your inventory of what value you have, and then offer them up as uh, price points. And the reality is, you know, thousand dollars, five thousand dollars, you know, somebody who can shoot and edit video for uh, a corporation or a corporate video. We'll charge, you know, ten twenty five thousand dollars $25,000 so why not just throw it into your crowdfunding campaign, you know what I mean but if you can change the marketing a little bit so that whoever sees it um, gets value out of it um, um, you know, something to think about, you know, so those are things I say it, it, again we move to your last question which is in general, what are good ways to draw attention to one's campaign offline and online and you know, I am not the campaign you know crowdfunding expert but curating the information we can just start with the basics which is you can go to like this web, uh, this link here at seedandspark.com which they have an entire like series about how to succeed with your campaign uh, util- utilizing seed and spark indiegogo which is wh- the platform that you're on they have a whole thing called the playbook you know and they t- they'll take filmmakers through content creators through the process to give them the best fighting chance to succeed at making their crowdfunding uh, goals, uh, Kickstarter has the handbook, so you can start with the three major uh, players and just see what they have to say. You know, because they want you to. S- All these platforms have the same incentive; they need you to be successful. Because when you're successful, they get paid. The, you know, the more money you can raise, the more money they make. So mm. they they it's in their best interest to make sure you succeed. So you might as well start with the what they say. Um, there's tons of other blogs out there telling you how to do this, this, and that, but might as well just start with the platforms themselves because they have the most to gain from it because without the number of people um, investing or using their platforms, they're not going to make money. So they, they need to make money off the backs of independent filmmakers. And so this is why they're going to put uh, time and investment to try to help people be successful. So with that said, um, promoting your campaign uh offline or online, they always, again, the basics are you start with your network, and the network is really your friends and family, so it's a small group of people, but the, the difference is, does your promotional materials and perks offer something that is shareable, so if you look and say, you know, is your script, you know, shareable, you know, does somebody really want to you know, read the script, you know, or is an ebook of you know the best zombie films, Some if you curate something like here's the top 25 zombie films worth checking out now or something like that, that has maybe shareable uh, value. Um, so you're always looking for the your promotional materials to offer value to your audience but also can you make it shareable? Something that just is like a call to action at the end of whatever material you give them to say you know, and share this with your network or friends, or because um, an understanding why they want to share it. Maybe it's a really funny viral, you know, video or a really funny photo or a funny like meme, you know, photo with a some, you know, title tag. So it might be like a zombie face with like, you know, you know, eat more brain or like got brain. I don't know. You know, so you can just make stuff up. That you're trying to create these promotional materials that are shareable, and then. Um, is your and is all your promotional material about your audience? Meaning, like, how do you, how does it make them feel? So when you when you're creating something, th- putting them in your focus and in your forefront is like uh, thought is like, well, if I create this and somebody grabs it and shares it with their network of people, um, how will it reflect on them? Will it make them look cool because they are posting or resharing a really funny video? or real thought-provoking video or a really cool image, you know, things like that. So it's always good to start with those questions because that will help design your promotional materials moving forward. And your promotional materials, you will not feel like you are shouting at anybody. You know that you're working hard to create these wonderful shareable um, bits of uh, content that you're going to be excited to promote and excited to share and 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 try to get it out to as many people as possible. So the whole point is like you start with friends and family and you're trying to get them to share stuff of what you're doing. And then that, you know, grows into their network. And that's how you grow it from, you know, organically from nothing. And then what else I have? Oh, and then here's a the big thing. Well, how do you celebrate uh, celebrate those who contribute? So if anybody, if you, you know, 10 people, 12 people, 15 people show up, give you money, and say, yeah, let's let's rock this. How do you make them feel like they are rock stars? Because you make them feel great. Again, this is acknowledgement. This is the basic human needs and wants. We can go back to that uh, slide real quick. But, you know, you almost have to double down on those who give you something. Because then it's like you can't just be like, oh, hey, thanks a lot. Cool, man. And then but as opposed to like... You are a rock star. I'm going to give you more value because if the more you give to these people that actually contributed uh, to your campaign, the, the more likelihood they're going to share with their network, you know, or as long as you can try to create material that is shareable. So that's sort of the... Um, Sort of the most organic way where you don't feel like a, a total douchebag of like pushing or be annoying to people, you know? It's like because you know, you believe in what you're creating and you believe in the material that you, uh, promotional material that you have, that it's going to be worth something and it's going to be fun. And those who do uh, join in and want to contribute money to you, you're like, that's it. They are value. They are rock stars. You have to put them on a the pedestal and you have to double down on them and give them more stuff. Um, it's basically releasing your ego as the artist and filmmaker, and putting all all of your audience uh, on their their own separate pe- pedestals, and then promoting and celebrating them, and that's how um, organically uh, you should be able to promote your campaign and feel good about it and not feel like a, a douche about it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so what do I got here? Okay, so Project Eugenics. Um, here's your Indigo go campaign. Um, URL that people can jump on so mm-hmm. they can jump on it later but um, yeah so kinda of rambled on a bit there but uh, you know, that's from everything I read and, and what I can decipher dis- <laughs> if I could speak English <laughs> the book, decipher what I can decipher I can help out um, from your specific questions that's what I was able to uh, ascertain and mm-hmm. bring to the table for you to be like okay is there anything you can do in the next 16 days to uh, help the cause, um, maybe the first thing to do, um, you know, here's a cool thing about it: the Indiegogo. You can go let the 16 days go, and then you could, um, you can relaunch the campaign. You can just rebrand it. I mean, businesses do this all the time. We're like, oh, crap, that marketing campaign didn't work, so let's relaunch something. Um, you know, I didn't know you could uh, do that. Actually, that's cool. No, well, you know, you say, okay, you know, because like Kickstarter is like all all nothing, right? Yeah. So, but Indiegogo, you can take, you can set it up as both. I can do all nothing or I can take whatever funds I get and go forward. Mm-hmm. But you can say like, okay, so the whole point is like, you, you know, you can thank those people because you're, you're going to have an email list of the people that contributed to your campaign. Mm-hmm. And then you make them feel like rock stars. Like, hey, we didn't make our goal or whatever it might be, um, but I learned a lot in the process and check out the relaunch of the next goal, I mean, you can say like, look, I'm not asking you. You've already done great. Your 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 contributions will be, you know, used or whatever it is. Um, but uh, love to hear your feedback of like, what didn't work for you or what did work for you in terms of the campaign. And here's some new ideas that we're going to look to relaunch it. You know, um, um, you know, because I, I, you know, if it the thing is, like, so if it doesn't work on this campaign, like, say, Indiegogo says, no, you did this once. I don't know what the rules are. Who's to say you can't go to Kickstarter? Who says you can't go to you know uh, Seed and Spark <laughs> with the yeah. part two? You know, there's there's really no I think rules for uh, somebody who wants to be persistent and have the grit to to muscle it through because you're you're going to experiment. Like, well, okay, I didn't make my my uh, goal that time or 100. Uh, percent What can I do with all these things I just learned to go forward and uh, and give another crack? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know about the story of the coolest cooler. Uh, like Kickstarter's is like one of the most famous um, uh, crowdfunding uh, successes ever.
1: Um, I don't think so. What's the story?
0: Okay, so the story goes, this inventor, all he did was to take this cooler uh, and he added like a blender to it and like an you know, iPhone jack for speakers and wheels and things like that to make uh, the experience of having a cooler the, the the entertainment hub of wherever you go during you know uh, you know your recreation or your leisure time and he called it the coolest cooler he didn't make his uh in, on Kickstarter he did not make his goal the first time around so what mm-hmm. he did he launched it in November at the time and he made some slight changes to the design of this coolest cooler and he had a better he he shot a little bit of a different um, thumbnail for his video and then he had a little bit of a different video and he launches it around june the thing he, and he lowered his his goal so originally he, i think he won like 100,000 then then his second time out he says okay i'll go for 50,000 well the thing takes off and it makes like 13 million he raises 13 million dollars 13 million dollars and here's the thing about it like i think he raised maybe like 50 dollars 50,000 like the first go is is changing the thumbnail of your video is changing the editing slightly and the marketing message of your video slightly different? Is it really worth $13 million more? That's what's so cr- crazy. And there's like all these blogs about this coolest cooler. You can just look it up on Kickstarter. Um, about uh, analyzing what really happened. Like how is this possible? How is the slight changes, is it really worth that much more money? You know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's hard to say. It's, it could be just an outlier. Like just an anomaly, but it is something to be said that the guy is very per, um, persistent. He had grit to see it all the way through. So your story could be like, all right, we did this project for Project Eugenics, uh, and the crowdfunding, you know, maybe it only got close to my goal, and then we went back, retooled our our marketing message, created all these other marketing promotion materials, and then hit the, mar- uh, the uh, maybe use a different uh, crowdfunding campaign. Uh, platform, and then all of a sudden we we not only met our goal, but we tr- quadrupled our, our our overall money intake. So that if you, you can do something like that the second time around, then that becomes worthy. That becomes newsworthy. That become becomes value to a blogger. That becomes value to the platform that you were successful on. That become you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. all these things. These, th- this story becomes valuable. And brings more attention to uh, your particular project. Um, I put up on, on like, you know, like the Google Plus communities and stuff like that, a uh, case study that I kind of just broke down of this uh, campy like '80s sci-fi action film that's coming out, and um, I don't remember the quite the name of it. I think people have seen it before. It, but it's, uh, I think it's one of the best examples I've ever seen of like how to properly do a crowdfunding campaign. And and just generate such tremendous interest and uh, and fan interest into a project that hasn't even been made yet. I mean, there's fans out of nowhere like developing the raddest like fan art posters for this pro for this film. So um, I, I'll have to I'll have to put it up in the show notes. I'll Is it by any
1: chance uh, something Kung Fu? Ah, I can't remember the title, but I've seen one. i do you know what? I'll do
0: I'll figure it uh, out right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna look <laughs> it up right now and. Uh,
1: like an 80s get like an 80s video game type yeah kind of it's uh, where the guy is battling hitler Is that by any chance it oh man that might be it hold on there
0: cuz when i just, saw it
1: it picked my interest <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: i mean it's just you know and, and so you it's when you have a a project like that that mm-hmm. um essentially transcends the your own network that, that, then that breaks the barrier of getting other people really, really interested in what you have to offer. Um, you know, and that's great. Because so, most people in the crowdfunding um, success stories, they, they only really uh, hit on their own network, their friends and family, and just a few people on the outside. Very rarely do they ever, you know, break the bank, which they just go completely viral and hit uh, other people. Um, you know, audiences outside of their their own network. So let me see here. I got it here. Da, 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 da. Um, where is that thing? Oh, yeah. Kung Fury. Yeah, that's the one.
1: <laughs> that's so, so funny. I saw that one a uh, couple of weeks ago, I guess, or so. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, so we'll put that up there. Kung Fury. It's an amazing... Uh, I think they're on Kickstarter, but it's amazing just watching what they had done and... Um, mm-hmm they did everything right, and I'm, and I'm excited to see what happens in the film. You know, mm-hmm. That's so much rally. And that to me, that is as, as independent as you can get. Like having, there's no stars or anything. It's just a bunch of, a good group of filmmakers that just made yeah. a clever, a really great trailer to make you go, okay, I'm in, I'm interested in, mm-hmm. you're doing a Kickstarter campaign, and then there's this huge Facebook community and watching just the engagement they have. It's just, you know, very well, very, very well done.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, and I think uh, th- this is what I noticed. Uh, I think uh, people my generation, well, I, I don't know how old you are, but I think we're somewhere there. Okay. <laughs> You're experienced. <laughs> um, but I think uh, people definitely late 20s, early 30s, somewhere there. Um, you know, there's this fascination with the 80s, uh, and I know the older generation goes, "Why the hell the 80s? But hey, it is what it is. I'm a child of the eighties, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. exactly. I mean, I you know I was born in the eighties, but obviously I'm you know a more yeah. child of the nineties. But I do have that fascination with you know eighties music, uh, uh, video games, eighties you know that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So, and I'm pretty sure the guys that made the movie there, from what I've seen, I think they are part of that generation as well. So, I think it was a great move to to choose that. You know, and because uh, you have an audience there. I mean, like I said, when I saw it, I was like, "I'm gonna watch this <laughs> 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 wherever, whenever it comes out," uh, because there's there's a certain nostalgic, you know, uh, uh, feeling that you just get from it. Um, so, which you know, goes back to pretty much all the things you've you've talked about, knowing your audience and and just um, you know, going with it. And uh, it, you know, obviously, it worked. So. Yeah, right. and it's it's just hitting you, you know, it's hitting that
0: that primal or um, you know, curiosity and, and and simply just hitting a uh, a pleasure point or a guilty pleasure point or whatever it might be. It's not a pain point. It's like yeah. it's intriguing and it was well done. It was yeah. it was sim- it, it it is what it was. It was very clear what it wanted to do, like what the film's message was, what mm-hmm. they wanted to do with the film. And, and and you could tell there's fun behind it. There's there's passion behind it. I and mean, that's what drives a lot of these um, campaigns is anybody who's like I am really clear what I'm making I'm really clear in the passion about what this is um, and you know obviously I'm going to make it without you know your help or not basically but if you want along on the ro- long for the ride I would love to to share this with you you know that kind of a thing um yeah. interesting enough you know I'm working on my next film but uh, I'm working with a, mm-hmm. a, a producer that we that's, who reached out to me um, that we just need to share? share? Yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. Nice. <laughs> okay. So the so the thing is is what I'm learning from my mistakes from the cube, um, which is this is for me it was it was just a creative like outlet like I did it yay done, but now mm-hmm. trying to apply all these things going forward. Um, my own personal feelings about uh, crowdfunding for me personally is like unless I know I've already built a very strong network like I've already. Uh, provided value, and I've already been a good community member in a very specific audience. Um, You know, like Jason Brubaker says, you know, you don't want to really advertise to other filmmakers because it's too broad, you know, unless you want to say, I want to advertise to filmmakers that love, you know, zombie films or whatever it is, but there are people that don't make films that um, are, you know, love zombie films or something like that or those who maybe aspire to one day make their own zombie film because it looks fun. If you can tap into that very niche market or very niche group of people, then your marketing message is very clear and and it's in alignment. But if you've done, say, a year of that, or like for me personally, like my next film is, um, you know, I don't think I'm, I'm not much of a horror guy, but I do love, like, scary movies that deal with, uh, like, the paranormal... um, questions you know about the afterlife uh, about the spirit world and all that kind of stuff and so I was like okay so my job is to to curate or at least be a good community member within those groups of people and then figure out who the influencers are and stuff like that I mean, all I'm at I'm the sort of research and aggregation stage of just listening and, and watching what people post and commenting on oh that's a really creepy picture or some pe- there's a lot of authors out there um the horror genre on independent Amazon authors is amazing. A lot of people are just putting out a bunch of Kindle books. And so when they have a headline or talking about something to do, I try to just say, wow, that's really great. Thanks for the share. I haven't done anything. I did not told anything that I'm a filmmaker or what I'm doing. It's just simply I'm trying to be part of these communities so that I'm somewhat recognizable as somebody being a good citizen amongst these communities. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm trying to dissect the cypher like what makes them tick you know and then that then I'm in this mindset of like I want to serve them they are like I want to make something for them um, and it's not about me anymore it's like I'm confident in, in my abilities to be creative and make something but now like how can I let all that go and you know feel like somebody just hired me and I, I don't want to let these people down so I'm putting this sort of this make-believe parameters in place, like, imagine this group of people has hired me to make a film for them. So, like, now I feel obligated. I don't want to, you know, my own reputation, whatever it might be, is, like, I don't want to let them down. So that puts me in a much better place creatively. So now I'm trying to... do, then I think think to myself like unless I had built like a platform or I'm providing like a great blog and I have a, a tons of topics that I'm offering up to them you know I don't have any of that stuff so I don't feel mm-hmm. comfortable me personally uh, going forth with a crowdfunding campaign just because you know everybody else is doing it it's kind of like where everybody is zigging I, I want to zag mm-hmm. and so what I've done instead is you know um, I like this concept of the entrepreneurs which is you know, building a product um, and using whatever bits of profits from that to use as my crowdfunding. So I'm finishing up my book right now, and this was a, really an experiment to see, like, if you write a book for the Amazon platform and you go through the process of promoting this digital product, uh, could the same techniques and strategies be used if you want to sell your film, which is a digital product, on a uh, marketplace or platform like Amazon or iTunes? So I had to come up with a book first. <laughs> it was like, hey, you know, hey, let, let me let me let me test this theory out of like how everybody else seems to be able to market and sell books on Amazon. So let me write my, my own book and then sell it and see what works and what doesn't work and how that could be applied to a film product. Well, that went down a rabbit hole because I realized I needed to create something of value, which is, you know, I can just write a book just for the hell of it. It led me down a a, a deep dark rabbit hole path <laughs> that I was like oh crap <laughs> so this thing turned out to be much bigger than I expected but um, I'm excited about it and um, and so you know I'm going to be launching it soon it was supposed to be in March and March is coming to a close and <laughs> um, it'll be ready for April <laughs> but what it is is like the portions of the profits or sales that I make on this particular book um, I will use uh, for the film and so this is my version of uh, a crowdfunding Um, Because I look at it like I build a product, I'm going to see what sales I can make, and then those sales, I'll take a a percentage or portion of it and go to the next project. Um, And then it's just, I feel more comfortable that way. I feel like, you know, I built something that I'm trying to provide value To a specific group of people, which is the Uber independent filmmakers, I'm not asking them to like, hey guys, all you Uber independent filmmakers, would you please contribute to my crowdfunding campaign on a film that you may not really care about, but you really may care about is sort of this other concept, which is the name of the book, which is how to make and sell your film online and survive the Hollywood implosion while doing it. And I can show you real quick um, Mm -hmm. what that looks like. But let's see here. So that that you know, that's just my own personal um, preference. And, you know, I like the fact that there's no rules, so I don't have to I don't have to do a crowdfunding thing if just because it, it seems like everybody else is, you know, but that's yeah. just again me personally. So this is like based off the quote from Steven Spielberg, he says, There's going to be an implosion and that's going to change the paradigm. So I'm like, okay, well hell, if there's gonna be an implosion, <laughs> well, how do you survive that implosion? And really what's the big question is, well, how does anybody make and sell anything online, especially your film product? Yeah. And so this little simple landing page that says, I am created this survival guide to help the uber-independent filmmaker um, do just that. And here it is. You can click right now uh, to get 50% off when it comes out um, next month. So. <laughs> and really the big thing about this particular book is I want to provide value to the Uber independent filmmaker by saying like, you know, what about us? What if we made a film and we sold directly online? What What are all these marketing tips and things that I've learned? But really about the salesmanship, and what is the bigger picture? And this book really goes into like the bigger picture of of anybody trying to make um, any sort of wealth online, uh, selling any type of product. So. Mm -hmm. you know hope I don't know I don't know how it's gonna respond the 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 small book launch group that I have I've gotten a lot of good responses and that's helped me keep going but until I launch it out there it could be a total flop and I might not make any money whatsoever out of it um but you know
1: well you know what you're you're Uh, trying (laughs) you get first of all you got one guy right here so don't worry I'm 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 just (laughs) waiting to click that button no worries there um so but you know that's that's the beauty about all this what we do I mean you know, same thing when I launched this Indigo campaign. I mean, or anything we do, anything, anything could go either way. But that's the beauty: we can actually, we can try. We can, we can filter out what works for us. You know, I mean, you know, I have, and I'm sure, you know, people too, fellow filmmaker friends who are still, you know, doing the the old-fashioned way, right? Uh, which, which there's nothing wrong with it, but, um, you know, it, it's it's ten times more difficult. To do it, to um, you know, y- you could potentially spend years of your life trying to get, you know, the the funding, trying to get the uh, in the old system, mm-hmm. uh, trying to get the producers on board and all that stuff. Um, and I know people who are still. I mean, I'm on my second film, and I have buddies who are still trying to launch their first. You know, now am I doing it right up? I'm not saying I am, but the fact that I have that option, where I can say, "Listen, I respect the, the the traditional way and all that. That's all fine and dandy, but honestly, it's not working for me. And I'm just a guy who, you know, I I love to, you know, just jump into it. I love to do all kinds of aspects of, of filmmaking. I mean, um, and I truly enjoy it. I mean, I was I was talking to to a, an actor, um. Uh, I was uh, I was at the Vancouver Webfest. I'm one of the organizing members, and that was great. Was, uh, yeah, and it was, but it was really great. You should check it out. Definitely. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yes, and it was it was really cool. And I was talking to one of the actors, uh, and I was I was telling him about where I am with the movie and all that. And I told him, yeah, I'm now in the editing process and uh, you know post production, and I'm having a great time. And his little literal words were. I have never heard anyone say they're having a great time in the post-production process, you know. <laughs> um, and uh, it's, you know, you know, that's just how I approach it. I I realized actually a while ago, even though I love shooting a film, and you know, you get, I'm sure you feel the same. You get so much pleasure out of, you know, when you're when you're there, and you know, the atmosphere is right and everything. Um, however, I get actually way more pleasure when I'm just. Literally, in this room, on this computer, you know, with, with my, my coffee. And this mm-hmm. is my, my mug of, of choice, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, um, I loved Spock, and it's, it's a true loss to all of us. So, uh, you know, it's sad. Um, yeah, yeah. But um, anyway, yeah, so this is, you know, this is my world, and I love it. And the fact that I can just jump into it and do it and, you know... Uh, it's just a great great thing that has happened to, to this industry in general you know and uh, yeah we we don't have a lot of you know we need to figure out a lot of things and some we will sooner than later but that's the beauty about exploring you know yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah interesting cause,
0: and I was gonna say that it's interesting because the as, as mentioned in the beginning of all these film marketing Fridays, is like production is no longer a barrier and distribution is no longer a barrier. So marketing is the last barrier for filmmakers. But you can imagine um, there is this new world of independent artists, be it an author, you know, musician, a painter, and now a filmmaker. Because if filmmakers like you and I can make a film, you know, this one for $500 without a crew, and you can make uh, your films for like $500 and 3000 or whatever, these really, yeah. Yeah. really micro-budget films really on our backs um, then the barrier has been broken. And so now we're just going, okay, well, how do you make a living? How do you sell it? And so eventually, collectively together, we're going to start seeing uh, models, different business models develop over the years that now a filmmaker can have the options. Um, do I think Hollywood is going to implode? I think it may if the water so- shortage is true because <laughs> there, <Yeah>. <laughs> no, there may not be any LA. But uh, you know, that's a whole other thing that I didn't even think about when I wrote the book. But um, but at the same time... Uh, as long as they don't get
1: Sharknados, they'll be
0: fine, man. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, yeah, it'd be like uh, Tremors, a bunch of uh, dusty worms coming <laughs> out. The um, But I think what happens is that I'm excited to see there's going to be options. And that's the, the goal of the Marketing Fridays. That's the goal of Film Trooper. Mm-hmm. It's the goal of us having these discussions and these conversations, of having a platform to bring up these things to... The, to share is that the models will start uh, fleshing themselves out, which is like, oh, cool. So I know that I can make my little films in my own little town with my friends and stuff like that, and there is a, a process and a model that you can turn a profit, you know, online by selling these small films or whatever it is to an online uh, marketplace. Um, but if I want to level up, like if I still want to get into the, um, the sub-industry of Hollywood indie, uh, independent films, then I know there's a trajectory for that. Then I know if I want to be part of the elite Hollywood, um, you know, machine where I get to work on the, the next, you know, Marvel or DC films or whatever it might be, you know, there is a trajectory for that, you know? So it's exciting because now prior to all this stuff, there used to just be like really one way. Like yeah. there's the Uber, there's the independent film scene that's never quite independent. Like it's Lloyd uh, Kaufman from Tr- Troma, you know, is is uh, probably the most successful, longest-running independent film studio company ever. And but they're quick, he's quick to say, like the what is fed to us in the press and the blogosphere, what is considered independent independent films, are not quite independent at all because they're still dependent on some form of studio um, assistance to uh, distribute and advertise and promote their media. Uh, to the marketplace. Um, Mm -hmm. The the, the true independence is like when you don't have any of that stuff, but yet you're making an impact on a small group of people. When I say small, it could be 1,000, 10,000 people, um, and you're selling it at a certain price point that allows you to make a living, to make a profit, to then make enough to go back to the drawing board and make the next product. Um, So that's what I'm... Excited about. I'm encouraged by, and I hope that anyone who sticks around for these things um, gets value out of. Um, I'm just passionate about the uh, the laugh barrier, trying to kind of like crack that nut of like, well, what is you know, what are some simplistic ways that we can enjoy the marketing process, and I think that's just it too. You know, we're like so we're we're running solo here. It's not like you have a team of anybody. So how do you make the process of creating your promotion materials enjoyable, just as it was enjoyable making your film? So that's why I was hopefully you got some value out of it. And uh, the bullet points is like mm-hmm. <clears throat> you create that content, you're gonna have fun creating that content, and you're gonna have even more fun sharing that content. And it's And it's, you know, your film is only one part of it, you know.
1: <laughs> you oh, know, absolutely. So. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I think I think anyone who's passionate about anything and doesn't even have to be, you know, an artistically inclined individual, um, I, I think when you're doing something that you truly love, it doesn't matter, you know, uh, the days and the hours you spend on it, they just fly by, right? Uh, you know, it, it's just... You feel like you're just part of this 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 great uh, um, machine that just keeps going, right? And uh, a lot of times you're just like, "Wow, I just did that!" Well, like I know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you feel the same. I, I know I'm I'm sometimes well, a lot of times in here uh, until you know five six a.m. Sometimes, mm-hmm. um, but because I'm I'm just in this world, it doesn't feel like it. And I think I think marketing should be part of that as well and you're right absolutely it, 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 you know making a movie is really no longer a problem it's you know uh, the technology is there um, you know everything is there so there's really no excuse to make the movie uh, marketing and distribution I think we're getting there where it, it, it's becoming almost like a conversation you know mm-hmm. uh, uh, and it's a two-way conversation it's not not just me like you said absolutely uh, yelling at you Check this out! Check this out! It's great, man! It's great! It's great! Watch it, right? Um, and I think I think it's getting there, and it's it's great. I mean, I spend hours and hours on online watching these types of videos, you know, and you know, subconsciously they're they're selling me their product, but really, I'm just having fun, enjoying being part of the conversation, right? So. Uh, and that's great. That's uh, something that um, is getting better and better every day. and I it's great yeah. to be. you know what I mean? Yeah, so it's it's like it, it's breaking down that barrier or that myth
0: that marketing has to be laborious and and painful or somebody else has to do it. it's it's the, it is actually quite creative and it's actually quite invigorating because as long <laughs> as you put yourself in that, again, the position of I will be a servant to a group, this audience, this group of fans. because I will let my ego go. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like you're, because you're not selling out. I remember there was a conversation on Twitter. Uh, Emily, Emily Best and I were talking to this filmmaker, and she was asking a question, like, if you let, you know, serve an audience, then you're not quite making the film you want. Is I, And she's like, is that correct? And it goes, no, it's, it's actually, you know, Emily was saying, like, no, you, it's the collaboration. You know, because if mm-hmm. you just are like stubborn-headed and like, okay, I'm gonna make the film I want. Everybody, get out of my way. Make my film. My film. What happens is that when it comes time to present it to the audience, then uh, um, then again, you're you're shouting. You're pushing. You're you're pushing your stuff out to them. As opposed to what Emily was explaining is like the collaboration part of it. Because if you put yourself to, you're still making your film, but the difference is you're making your film with this audience in mind because you um, are beholden to them meaning that mm-hmm. you want you want to do them right you know you respect them you know when you respect the audience and respect their opinions and get a rush of what, the, what their feedback is um, it doesn't have to be everybody you know it just has to be the group of people that you care about and that you value more that you uh, respect more than you know maybe another group of people that don't quite get what you're trying to do but there might be just a small enough group of people that really dig what you're doing and those are the people you double down on again. And those are the people that you're gonna have a much more fulfilling life from. Because I was thinking, you know, even if you go down like the production uh, the studio route, you know, even if you're a contract for hire and you make a bunch of like schlock films and you're you know, you're doing it, you're make you're making films in Hollywood, uh, there's still gonna be that burning desire inside where you're like, ah, I just wanna make something for myself. And it's really not that. Really what it is is like you wanna make something where an audience is uh, just a, a large enough audience. It doesn't have to be huge, just small enough and large large enough for you that says they respond to your, your material and then they give you feedback and then that discussion and and, and something you can nurture and grow together. Um, and that's the wonderful thing about the blogging world uh, if it's done right is I enjoy these I, – I, you know, we never met in person. I, I have so many yeah. wonderful people I've met online – uh, because of starting Film Trooper, and probably the same thing with starting filmmaking today, yeah. uh, That it's it's wonder, it's awesome, and we're you know it's, we're like I feel like I'm small fry, but I, I can see the steps that you need to take to get you know go bigger and bigger. But that that's really not my focus anymore because the reality is I had this conversation with another blogger, who I said you know what I, there's a handful of people that I talk to on a regular basis, and the reality is those are real people. They're not like some weird numbers. They're not Twitter numbers, followers, not Facebook likes. They're real people that have real questions, and I'm having real dialogue with them from a platform I created out of scratch. And so I was thinking, like, that has value, and I'm going to double down on those people that I'm having conversations with, and I'll let all the other stuff sort of play out in terms of uh, blog growth or traffic growth. But um, for right now, those people who follow me, I really appreciate it, and I'm trying to give you the best value I can with these things. Uh, so oh, we can wrap it up. So
1: No, absolutely, absolutely. I'm just going to just quickly add. I, I agree, absolutely. And as someone who follows you, dude, seriously, thank you. Um, I can't believe the, <laughs> the, the content, the amount of content that you put out in every episode. I mean, it's truly, um, it's amazing. I mean, believe me, I... I read your stuff, uh, you know, lately just I've been consumed with my movie, (laughs) but whenever I get a chance, absolutely, I I, uh, read and watch the videos. And uh, just a quick note on that subject, Um, I just recently got a um, a Facebook message or YouTube, wherever it was, online, from um, these guys from the UK who've been watching my videos, and specifically about the Black Magic. On, mm-hmm. surprise, surprise. I'm, I'm becoming mr black magic here <laughs> that's awesome eh? <laughs> uh, no and yeah and it, it was really great they they actually decided to buy the two pocket two pocket cameras to shoot their feature uh, uh, i think it's called the retreat so go check it out uh, i think retreat movie something like that okay. um based on my videos right and it was great we had this this uh, awesome just you know conversation back and forth i was like yeah this is great you should uh, try this uh, it was uh, technical stuff and all that, and um, but that's where you know that's where the value is uh, for 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 everyone. You know that's where uh, you know I like to watch your stuff, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that's where the people that like to watch my stuff, you know, they see that we're we have a passion and we do these things because we we really care. I know it sounds mm-hmm. corny and cheesy, but uh, you know I I just love doing this. You know I. Yeah. A lot of times I actually, you know, I go online on YouTube and, you know, I'm I, you know, I'm searching whatever camera is, whatever it is, and I can't find a video about it. And I was like, are you kidding me? There's no <laughs> video about it? So I'm like, I'm going to make a video because this is an awesome product and I think people will like it. And so, you know, I just make a video. Uh, so it's, it's, uh, it's yeah. awesome, man. Same here. Uh, again, I want to thank you, dude, for all your... Uh, all your services to the community. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. I, I had a good time. This one was a you you gave me some hard questions to think about. Like when you sent them, I was <laughs> like, oh gosh, like how do how we're gonna really deliver this? But I I you know I really relish in the, in the questions that come in. So as we wrap this up, um, if anybody's a filmmaker and you really enjoy these film marketing Fridays, and you want to be part of it. Um, you know, just contact me over at filmtrooper.com or just Twitter at filmtrooper. And I would love to have you guys on. Or, you know, if you want to promote your product, you know, in a you know, useful way. I have a lot of filmmakers talk about the film they're working on so we get a chance to promote what they're working on. But then they also have these wonderful questions. And then collectively together, you know, I definitely claim I'm not an expert. I'm just an enthusiast about all this stuff. And I do my best to curate the best possible answers um, for the community in terms of whatever questions are brought up. And we move forward. And then you know, and I, as well as you're working on your stuff and I'm working on my stuff, you have to have something to apply to go. Okay, even though they're telling all this stuff and I'm sharing all this stuff that you're, they're telling us what to do. Um, here's some real world stuff that I applied that worked and what didn't work, and um, or here's some stuff I totally screwed up on. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's that's I mean that stuff is valuable to for I think the community to uh, to gather from. But with that mm-hmm. said we can uh, wrap it up and I usually do my quick uh, housekeeping here or my my version of paying the bills so if you're a filmmaker and you are literally stuck trying to make your film then I invite you to head over to freegearguide.com where you can get a free equipment list of everything I use to make a feature film for $500 with no crew. Again that's a feature not a short for only $500 and guess what without a crew so if I, if I can do it, you can de- definitely do it. And before we uh, sign out here, why don't you say uh, any closing thoughts, Boyan? Uh, just,
1: uh, uh, just, first of all, that book is awesome. Go get it. <laughs> I read it, seriously. It's great info there. Um, just want to say thanks to everyone. Thanks to you, man, and uh, everyone who's uh, watching. And, uh, um, you know, if you want to find out more about me, just go check out projecteugenics.com. Uh, or just go filmmakingtoday.com, and if you, you know, if you have any questions, whatever suggestions about any videos, just shoot me an email. I try my best to respond to respond to people as quick as possible. So, thanks awesome. guys.
0: Well, thank you so much, and everybody um, have a good Friday, and we'll see you next week. I forgot, actually who I have have on next week, but <laughs> we're good. <laughs> I'll be back. So, the Film Trooper presents Film Marketing Fridays. We'll catch you later.